This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Flat Out Farno, you're Laddie H, host of Flat Out Pride on your Free FM dial. If you're a Waikato local with an idea for your own show, Free FM would love to hear from you. Check out our website, freefm.org.nz, or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Lay your head down on my shoulder, don't hold it in your hands. Tell me all your troubles and I'll try to understand. I know your heart's still tender and I know that it still hurts. But things can only get better when it seems they can't get any worse. Welcome to the Fighting Stigma Show here on Free FM 89.0, independent community media, and also on Raglan Community Radio, Arrow FM, Otago Access Radio, and Radio Kidnappers. I'm your host today, Vanessa, and today is part two of our five-part diagnosis series on Fighting Stigma Show. So today I'm going to be talking all about anxiety. Now, I know I talk about anxiety a whole bunch during Fighting Stigma, but today's just kind of like a really brief synopsis of kind of how you recognize that might be what's going on, some of the things you can do to help deal with it and some of the places you can go to get some support. Um, But before I get into all that juiciness, I want to have a quick word about our sponsor, Progress to Health. Progress to Health believes in creating communities without barriers and to achieve that we tailor supports to adults experiencing mental health and or disabilities based on their goals to encourage recovery, independence and community involvement. Progress to Health has teams that provide peer support, recovery education, workshops, employment preparation and support, including navigation with other services. Service users are allocated a community support facilitator on referral depending on their goals to mental recovery and achievement. We have offices in Hamilton, Tokoroa and New Plymouth. So if that sounds like something you or someone you know might be interested in and you are in the Waikato DHB region, Tauranaki or Taupo, um, then have a listen to this ad I'm about to play um, for Progress South and get in touch with us. At Progress to Health, we provide a range of support for those who have experienced mental illness. People who have dealt with mental illness and associated disabilities are supported holistically to maximise their potential. We want to empower your journey to recovery. Check out our website, www.progresstohealth.org.nz or call us free on 0800 77 57 57. Now, don't stress if you missed any of those contact details for Progress to Health and you think, hey, that sounds like something to be really good for myself or someone else you know. Um, I do play the ad again at the very end of the show. So hang around and listen to what I talk about, about anxiety. Grab a pen and paper and you'll be able to grab the Progress to Health contact details. Okay, so anxiety. I know a lot of us experience anxiety. I know a lot of us actually have a diagnosis of anxiety. I think anxiety is kind of up there with depression for the most common mental health illness that people have or experience. So for myself, having experienced anxiety for a large portion of my life and having it diagnosed in my early 30s, if not actually when I was 30, uh, it's really amazing for me actually just knowing that's what's going on and then knowing what I can do to support myself. Because actually, one of the biggest things was going through the majority of my life, because I'm 45 now, 
turning 46 this year. But so, I, as I said, I was 30 when I got a diagnosis. Before that, I just thought I was sensitive and I wasn't coping and everyone else had a handle on life and I just was not good enough to like work out how to live my life without freaking out all the time. And so actually finding out that actually it's actually what's going on is I have anxiety and these are some of the common triggers and these are the some of the common uh, warning signs, like signs I'm actually experiencing anxiety or going, especially when I'm going into anxiety, so I know what I can start doing to help myself before it gets to an anxiety attack. It made a huge difference for me because it was like, oh, so I, there's stuff I can do. Like, this is not going to live, like, rule my life forever. There's definitely stuff I have to be very aware of and be not put myself in situations that I know are really anxiety provoking. But what it meant for me was actually knowing what anxiety was and how to like look after myself around that meant that it doesn't live, control my life. I don't live my life because I have anxiety. Anxiety is about the same as having to wear glasses. I'm short-sighted. I don't try to do pretty much anything in my life other than kind of stumble to the toilet first thing in the morning before I'm really awake without my glasses on because actually I don't see well enough. I walk into stuff. It makes my life like painful and uncomfortable and I don't like it. And if I'm talking about driving, it makes it also illegal. But same thing. Like, it doesn't have to rule my life. Like, wearing glasses, I'm so used to it. It's just part of my life. I wear glasses, I'm fine. Anxiety is the same thing for me. It's something I'm aware of. I don't put myself in super stressful situations. I do regular self-care with myself because I know certain things that I need to do in my life, I need to look after myself because it is anxiety-provoking. But that's a little bit, I kind of did a little bit more of the synopsis before I started. But so for those of you who aren't 100% sure exactly what anxiety is, I'm going to tell you all about it right now. Now, just so you know, what I decided to do when I'm doing this series of, um, to me, the top five diagnosis, diagnoses, get the red, white, Vanessa, um, I decided to go to the Mental Health Foundation website to give the, the, confirmed blurb like the actual kind of information about it so it's from one site and then I can give my little kind of spiels about what I know from myself my experience of things and what people I've supported through my work with progress to health what they've told me of their experience of those different diagnoses so the mental health foundation is at mentalhealth.org.nz and I just used their search function and typed in anxiety and so I'm going to let you know some of the stuff they say so anxiety so In stressful situations, we all get anxious, and that's completely normal. If we have money worries or a sick loved one, we feel stressed and worried. If we see an item on TV that is disturbing, such as a terror attack, we feel horror, temporary distress, and dismay. Yet we may continue with our activities and can put it out of our minds. However, some people may see the same item on TV and suffer considerably more distress and worry. They may be up all night worrying about what to do if such an attack came to their town, and this worry can go on for days. This type of ongoing, all-over anxiety is called Generalised Anxiety Disorder, or GAD. If you experience this level of anxiety, you feel worried about many things. You worry about finances, your family, your car, your pets. Literally anything can cause concern. Sometimes even thinking about how to get through your day makes you feel anxious. And this is mentally and physically exhausting. And I have to say, sometimes worrying about your having anxiety makes you anxious. So it's this very, it can be a very closed circuit where you, go, you get anxious about being anxious and you get stuck in that and you can't stop being anxious. And that's where this stuff can be really good. Learning to recognize that's what's happening and having some skills and strategies to kind of counteract that. 
It's common for some people with generalised anxiety disorder to have other conditions such as depression or other anxiety disorders. So there is, these are some of the anxiety-related disorders that people can have. So there can be panic attacks, where you have a sudden and severe surge of anxiety and fear that happens in response to something in particular that affects you, so a trigger. Now, the trigger doesn't necessarily need to be something that's physically happening. Quite often it is. Sometimes it can be a thought or a memory. So also a related anxiety disorder is obsessive-compulsive disorder, or OCD, where you have obsessive, uncontrollable thoughts and perform deliberate, repetitive actions. That's the compulsions. Now, I know it just a little side line about OCD. A lot of people talk about having OCD. It's like, oh, it's just my OCD. And me personally, in my role as a support person and someone who experiences mental health myself, I try really hard to make sure I don't say that because I have certain things that are quite I know they're anxiety related and I know the things I do because that makes my brain feel happy and I don't stress out um, and they are very kind of compulsive things but I don't call it OCD because I know it's not OCD and it's actually it can be quite offensive to someone who lives with OCD which is can be quite debilitating depending on what how the level of it and actually if quite often what happens if someone says I have OCD and it's like did you feel better once you did that action and they're like yeah did you think about it again no it's done and it's like that's not OCD that is not how OCD works it's quite can be quite severe anxiety but anyway going back to generalized anxiety disorder generalized anxiety disorder comes on gradually and can begin at any time of your life though the risk is highest between childhood and middle age. Hmm. Okay, so I was pretty much on the average there. That was quite good. Anxiety levels in most people with GAD fluctuate. When the anxiety levels are mild, people with generalized anxiety disorder can function socially and have gainful employment. When their anxiety is severe, some people may have difficulty carrying out the simplest daily t- activities. And I have to say, when my anxiety was the worst, well, the anxiety I experienced was the worst, uh, I couldn't leave the house. Like I literally, I would stand at the back door at my mum's house because I was living with my mum because I and her wife because I was suicidal and not really safe to live by myself. And I'd stand by the back door and I could stand by the back door for an hour or more and I'd get to the point where I was so anxious and upset trying to make myself leave and I couldn't make myself leave. I'd be crying, like hyperventilating and having an anxiety attack because I wanted to I I knew I needed to make myself do something, but I actually just leaving the house felt so unsafe I couldn't do it. So that's a pretty severe level of anxiety. So what causes anxiety? So there's no known cause for generalized anxiety disorder. What is known is that the wiring of some areas of the brain are affected in those with generalized anxiety disorder and other anxiety disorders, and scientists continue to try to understand what that means and how it can lead to a better understanding of the condition and how to better provide treatment for those who experience it. There is also a family or genetic link. A person with a family history of anxiety disorder or obsessive compulsive disorder is more prone to develop this type of problem. So the things to look for, so the signs to look for are the symptoms. So symptoms of GAD can vary between individuals and over time within an individual. So my symptoms now might look quite different to they did when I was 30. And they definitely look different to when I was most unwell. Like the degree of them and kind of some of the things that happen are quite different. So you may notice better or worse times of the day and better or worse times of the year or situations. So while stress doesn't cause generalized anxiety disorder, it can make the symptoms worse. 
So some of the common symptoms or experiences that people talk about, like the signs that they're experiencing generalized anxiety disorder, some of the common ones are expecting the worst. Worry excessively about money, health, family, work, even when there's no signs of trouble. Are unable to relax and enjoy quiet time or be by themselves. Avoid situations that make them anxious, can be irritable, have constant worries running through their head, have difficulty concentrating or focusing on things, feel edgy, restless or jumpy, suffer from stomach problems, nausea or diarrhoea, suffer from poor sleep, need to know what's going to happen in the future. So that was a whole bunch of different ideas, right? So what I'm going to do, I'm going to do my usual thing. I'm going to play a song and I want you to think about those signs that I talked about about anxiety and see if you know for yourself, hey, do you have a diagnosis of anxiety? Do you know someone who does? Do you think, hey, some of those really ring true for me? Like maybe one or two, maybe lots of them, maybe in different degrees, right? Like So it's all quite different how strong different symptoms happen for people. I know people also talk about racing thoughts. They talk about their heart beating really fast. I know people talk about having clammy skin. Um, they feel like they're sweating a lot. Um, I feel like my skin goes cold and tight, but I feel like my chest is, like I get literal chest pains. Um, and I ended up having to go to the hospital for my chest pains because they thought I was having a cardiac issue. And what it was is I said to the specialist, I said, I really think... I'm happy to get tested, but I really think this is about anxiety because I know every time this has happened, I am very anxious and I can tell what my brain is thinking and it's this is what's going on, but I'm worried maybe it's actually causing a heart issue. And he said, no, like my ECG, like where they do the kind of ultrasound of your heart, um, everything was fine, which was lovely to hear. But he said, what literally happens when I described what the chest pain feels like, he said, you know how you get calf cramp, like you get cramp in your leg. And that's a buildup of lactic acid in your muscle. And it's most common for a lot of people in either their thigh or their calf muscle. And I said, yeah, everyone, my experience, almost everyone in the world has experienced cramp at some point. He said, because of the stress levels I'm going under and the amount of cortisol going through my system, I get a lactic acid buildup in the intercostal muscles, so the muscles between my ribs. And so if you can imagine the rib muscles, the muscles between your ribs that make your chest move, that help you breathe, they're constantly moving. And if you have a cramp in one of them, it's going to be intensely painful. And I can say it literally feels like someone's stabbing me with a sharp, hot needle. And so it feels like straight over my heart. And he said that's really common side effects, something that experience people with high levels of anxiety can feel. And that's what it's about. But he said it's also really, really important that if you're having that, even if you're pretty sure it's anxiety, check with your doctor. Because if it's not, or the anxiety is causing another issue because of, say, you're having high blood pressure because of you're anxious all the time, it's really important to get that checked out. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play us a song. And I want you to think about, do any of these match for your experience in life? And also, what do you do to help, like what are the things that help you calm down, to come out of anxiety, what are the things you do to prep your life so you don't, the anxiety doesn't build up, and when I come back, I'm going to share some of my ideas. Okay, so here's a wonderful song from Anika Moa, Two Hearts, here on the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM 89.0. We'll walk in your shoes for a day, grip your heart apart.
Welcome back to the Fighting Stigma Show here on Free FM 89.0, Independent Community Media. I'm your host, Vanessa. I'm doing part two of our five-part diagnoses series and talking about anxiety. So before that wonderful song from Anika Moa, I was talking about some of the symptoms, signs that you ha- might be having anxiety. Did you ever think about, like, do you recognize any of those for yourself? And now what I want to go into is some of the things that can help. Now, this is a very, very brief idea of some stuff because what's really important is that you get help that's specific to you because it's not one size fits all with most mental health issues that's this case it's not hey go do this one thing and everything will be fine there's a lot of different things you can try and do so some of the treatment for general anxiety disorder can involve a number of aspects each of which is tailored to your individual need for most a combination of medication and talking therapy such as counseling can be effective So some medications, so your doctor may prescribe antidepressants. Finding the right medication can be a matter of trial and error. There is no way to predict which medication will be effective and tolerated or have like the lowest amount of side effects for any one person. If you're prescribed a medication, you're entitled to know the name of the medication, the symptoms that they're going to treat, how long it will take before they take effect, how long it will take for them and what their side effects are, Um, and especially if there's long-term side effects or things you need to be aware of. And one of the things, like I just said antidepressants, you may have picked up on that. One of the things they find is there's quite a few antidepressants that really help with anxiety. Um, You may be someone who they give, if you have really high level anxiety, they actually, you can get prescriptions for, um, I think they're called tranquilizers. So they're actually just like anti-anxiety medications. They don't get given a lot anymore because they're actually quite the highly addictive. They're also exceedingly effective if you're someone who's prone to panic attacks and the anxiety you're experiencing is really, really high level and it's causing really big distress and like not able to function in life the way you want to. Um, But it's something that your GP or your psychiatrist, you have to have a discussion with them and they're the ones who decide whether or not that's actually something that's going to work and for how long. I know that it's something I can get. Um, I get lorazepam when needed and it's definitely kind of now, it's like I get 10 tablets and that has to last me a year. 
So that that's the kind of level that we're talking about for a lot of people. And a lot of times GPs are very hesitant to give it to someone, especially if there's any other addictive personality traits going on or they have an addiction in another way. That quite often that anxiety medication is not something that will be given. Talking therapies can be amazing. So they can be really useful for anxiety, especially with children and young people. So CBT looks at two things. So CBT is quite often the most suitable for generalised anxiety disorder. So how your negative thoughts contribute to your anxiety and what help may help you feel better. So one of the things that's really important is having the right person to talk to, having someone who has some understanding about what's going on and gives you some ideas, especially in the moment. Like if you're experiencing anxiety right here, right now, Sometimes it feels like nothing's going to work. And sometimes I find when I'm in that position, I need to hear someone else talking to me and I can follow their action, follow what they're telling me to do, but trying to think of it myself can be quite hard. So with that in mind, what I'm going to do now is share a series of support lines. So if you get to the point with your anxiety that it's actually you're feeling overwhelmed, you need someone to talk to, write down some of these numbers. So if that happens, you know who you can ring and talk to in the moment. So the first support line that I want to give you is 1737. Now, that's pretty much what it's called, so need to talk, 1737. It's a free call or text service, and it's available 24-7, so 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So you'll get to talk or text with a trained counsellor, and this service is completely free. So if you're feeling anxious or um, run down, depressed, needing to talk to someone, give them a call or give them a text, 1737. The next number I want to give you is the Crisis Assessment Team, or CAT Team, and their number is 0800 50 50 50. So that's assistance for people who are in crisis in the Waikato DHB region. So they're a Crisis Assessment Team, they're part of the Community Mental Health, um, so they are kind of like right up there with when things are going really, really wrong, it's very urgent care is needed um, around mental health. So that number again is 0800 50 50 50. The next number I want to give you is Lifeline. So Lifeline is an amazing service. It's a 24-hour telephone support service available for anyone needing emotional support. So 24-7, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Now their number is 0800-543-354. And they have trained counsellors and just amazing people that you can have a talk to no matter what time of day it is. The next number I want to give you is the Depression Helpline. Now, the Depression Helpline is related to depression.org.nz. Um, you may have seen some of their ads around, like the um, with John Kewan. They have a whole lot of videos on the online service, but this is the phone line service. So, Depression Helpline 0800 111 now they're the other, if you just have someone, you need someone safe to talk to, they're available from 8am in the morning to midnight and they're a really great service, just someone calm and like gentle to talk to about whatever's going on for you. Now the next number I've got for you is not a mental health support line, it's actually the health line. So it's health information service for all the family and it's staffed by registered nurses who will give information and advice. I have used this line, it's for general health, medical um, medical health, physical health and it's really amazing because sometimes when things are going wrong with your body you don't know what's happening, you're not sure if we need to go the ambulance route or you need to go to the hospital. They're trained nurses, so they will actually ask you a bunch of questions. You can answer them, and they'll let you know what you need to do, and it's a huge relief. So the Healthline number is 0800 611 
0800-116-116. And that's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The next number I want to give you is the Suicide Prevention Helpline. Now, this is support, information and resources to people who are at risk of suicide and or the family of family or whanau and friends supporting them. Now, it's available from midday to midnight and their number is 0508 Totoko, which is 0508 Now, the next number I want to give you is the Shine Confidential Helpline. And the Shine Confidential Helpline specialises in domestic violence to help keep people safe from abuse. So their number is 0508744633. And the last number I want to give you is I want to give you the outline. Now, this is a gay and lesbian outline New Zealand. So it's support for people, um, gay and lesbian people, people um, who want to have someone to talk to about whatever's going on around that because quite often we need a bit of extra support and when you're not getting that support that can definitely lead to mental health stuff. So this is a really great line. Um, so the outline, the number is 0800 Now I do that series of support lines every single show so come back again to listen to Fighting Stigma next week. We're on Free FM 89.0 on Thursdays at midday and we can also grab us, I love this, you can find us on Spotify. So go looking for Fighting Stigma on Spotify, or you can go to the Free FM website and either listen to it live on freefm.org.nz or find any of the podcasts on there. If you have an Amazon Echo device, you can use the Free FM 89 Alexa skill, or you can use TuneIn, or if you get podcasts, wherever you get them, have a look and see if you can find Fighting Stigma, and then you can listen to any of the shows. And I do that series of support lines at the end of every show. So hopefully this little tidbit about anxiety has been helpful and come back next week we're going to be talking about bipolar. From us all here, take care. At Progress to Health, we provide a range of support for those who have experienced mental illness. People who have dealt with mental illness and associated disabilities are supported holistically to maximise their potential. We want to empower your journey to recovery. Check out our website www.progresstohealth.org.nz or call us free on 0800 77 57 57. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.